0: Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Training Room Talk. Uh, today, we got a great topic. I think that we see a lot with our overhead athletes here Uh, today. We're going to talk about uh, should overhead athletes uh, do some barbell benching, and just like some of our favorite uh, kind of pressing options for our overhead athletes that we're seeing. Um, Because we get a lot of questions like, "Hey, Rob, should I just should I not train our chest muscles?" and you know, crazy questions like that, that that we get all the time that we want to try to just discuss and put out some information for you guys about our you know how we go about training our overhead athletes through our pressing variations that we use that are you know, more shoulder friendly. Um, so I think you know the, the the biggest question of the day that we're going to first start off with is, you know, should overhead athletes barbell bench press? Um, you know, there, there there's a lot of uh, different ways we can we can start this conversation today with, but um, I think the, the best way for myself to answer this is I'm going to have a little cop out here is uh, it depends. Um, but I, I you know I think. Th- First and foremost, there's nothing wrong with the exercise barbell bench press. We don't want to indicate exercises here We um, you know have to go through a thorough evaluation, um, see where the athletes' goals are, um, see how they test from a range of motion perspective, um, you know, and see if the barbell bench press exercise fits their their needs their goals to help them you know achieve whatever they're trying to achieve in the sport of whether it's baseball, volleyball, whatever overhead athlete um, might be, whatever sport that they might be playing. Um, So I think, you know, if you're you're asking me, do I barbell bench press with my overhead athletes, um, I don't do a ton of it. Uh, I use some other variations of that exercise to achieve the same, you know, kind of movement pattern. Um, So other variations that I use would be uh, more of like a Swiss bar bench press or a football bar, which is more of just like a neutral grip pressing option um, so just you know brings the elbows closer to the body, uh, which just you know creates some more space in the shoulder. Uh, the the other the other some other options that I use uh, to try and train some of the pressing movements that isn't a straight barbell benching uh, would just be some other dumbbell pressing variations and some landmine pressing variations. Um, those are all a little bit you know to just in my opinion just a little bit easier for the athlete to perform without placing any potential risk on the shoulder. Um, now you could easily say back to that, well, your, their bench press technique probably isn't good, Rob. I said, yeah, you're probably right. Their bench press technique probably isn't good. Um, but to have a good bench press technique, you have to kind of look at the position that they're placed in when they go and do the bench press exercise. Um, so from a mechanical standpoint, the rib cage is in a little bit of extension. Um, the shoulder blades are kind of maximally retracted, pinched, and downwardly rotated. So if you see an evaluation, that's where their shoulder blades are and they play an overhead sport, which requires them to get the complete opposite of that protraction, upward rotation, and um, you know, just learning to get the rib cage down, um, not might not that might not be a good exercise for them. Um, that's where you would choose other exercises that are, you know, a little bit more um, just where they can get a scapula moving around a rib cage without that kind of shoulder blade being pinched and stuck onto the bench press. Um, so, you know, I think that's my just initial thoughts. Uh, guys, kind of, I don't know what you guys think, but you know, John, I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, we work together very closely, Rob, so my thoughts echo a lot of what you just said. Um, but I think for all of this, you have to look at what are the prerequisites and then how, what's risk-reward risk, versus and how can you drive um, the adaptation that you want without putting the athlete at risk for further injury, right? So um, you just very well described um, like a bench press, like it's actually doing the complete opposite if you're doing it correctly than what you want is specifically for like a baseball athlete, right? Um, but there are other ways you can still train adaptations in chest strength or pressing strength. Um, without doing that movement so there's probably better options right um, and with that too like how does this athlete have the prerequisite in range of motion and stability to be able to tolerate the movement like you're not going to press someone overhead hopefully if they don't have full shoulder flexion range of motion right um, so with you like my go-to we don't get into overhead pressing a ton like in the rehab setting um, we're usually handing them off to you to that stuff, but we'll we'll landmine press people all the time as kind of that in-between um, progression or regression from what they were doing um, or to get them to where they need to go, right? Um, so for us, a lot of times, even the landmine press becomes, hey, you know what? Like, you have an anterior shoulder impingement, some pain in the front of your shoulder. Overhead pressing is probably not the best option for you right now, but we can keep you um, Reaching towards your goals and modify your workouts a little bit. Like if you're not going to stop working out, try this landmine press variation, which takes you a little bit more into the scapular plane, drives some of the qualities that we're looking to drive to support the rehab while you're training, um, without you losing too much in your overhead press when you're able to get back to that. That's something that you want to do. Um, we're typically too not bilaterally pressing people. Um, we'll usually because there's pain involved with a lot of our athletes. Um, you don't want to you know, straight bar, most of the stuff when you're going overhead and pressing variations, just because um, the straight bar will connect both arms. So if one arm has more range of motion than the other, um, it's gonna be forcing the lesser range of motion arm into a range of motion that's probably not ready for. So we'll take people into kettlebell and dumbbell pressing better variations that are unilateral um, to keep them pressing or to work them into pressing, um, depending on what their goals are. You know, so that's how we're kind of looking at it. Do they have the prerequisites of range of motion and stability? What are the goals at the end? And then how can we um, alter the movement or put them in a more advantageous position to um, reach their goals?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it it definitely starts with the goals of the athlete. I mean, if we're talking, you know, like sports performance or, you know, or, or baseball, you know, they don't need to be required to do a, a bilateral barbell strict press. That's not necessarily a part of their sport, and it may not be advantageous for them if they are missing those prerequisites. And then I think, you know, if we're talking about, you know, someone who's more in the CrossFit setting and or Olympic lifting setting and, and they are required to do that, you know, we need to really you know carefully break down where they are at on that overhead pressing continuum. And so if they're not ready to uh, go overhead due to mobility or motor control, we need to make sure we're addressing that in our rehab before we jump right to, you know, the the barbell. And so that may look like, you know, unilateral work may look like isometric work with, you know, kettlebells at a 90 90 and progressing to an overhead uh, kettlebell hold. You know, that, that also may look like including some tempo, um, unilateral before going to a bilateral, um, movement. And so I guess ultimately in in that rehab process is I think people are, are quick once you are feeling good and once you're out of pain, um, to go right back to the original movement, but just to be mindful in when we are lifting overhead, there are a lot of steps that we can take to get you back to the barbell or get you back to overhead lifting. Um, without just going right from, you know, manual therapy to overhead lifting. And so I guess, I guess to sum that up is just, you know, be mindful um, when you are going through that rehab process of taking the right steps, including tempo work, including isometric work, unilateral work before getting back to um, bilateral barbell pressing.
3: Yeah. And I'm also uh, a huge fan of a lot of the things that these uh, guys have mentioned uh, so far, uh, specifically time under tension. So I use a ton of, you know, carries, whether it's farmers, carries, waiters, carries, overhead carries. Um, I think it's a, a great way to, um, to get good outcomes. Um, just some different variations, uh, away from the bench press, uh, that you might see me doing. I mean, uh, TRX, like suspension, pushups, even push pushups on the floor. Uh, are two are two other uh, movements you can use um, to mix in there that I think also in terms of, you know, prescribing movements for throwers, uh, kind of like what John and Rob said, I mean, you want to get as specific um, as you can to what the athlete's going to be doing. So uh, mixing things up, picking more dynamic movements um, is going to lead to uh, better performance for your athletes. Rob, you have cool yeah no
0: I think it's I think that's great guys um, I think we all kind of pretty much agreed that there's nothing wrong with the bench press it just depends on the person in front of you and why they're coming to see you to improve in their fitness goals um, so I think you know the, the next thing that we probably everyone's thinking is like, all right so like I can't bench press or maybe I shouldn't bench press if I play an overhead sport but what else can I do to train that that kind of movement pattern so um, I think my like top three kind of favorite, you know, I guess pressing variations um, for all of our baseball guys would be first and foremost, like push-ups. Um, push-ups are one of my favorite exercises for a lot of reasons. Uh, they do a great job at, um, you know, demanding the athlete to control their rib cage uh, while kind of, you know, strengthening the upper body and learning to move the scapulas appropriately through that through that exercise. Um, so push-up variations there's lots of push-up variations out there you can add bands chains um, tempo you can elevate your feet you know there's lots of ways we can we can make push-ups hard Um, I don't think I've ever had anyone come to me and say Rob these push-ups are too easy Um, so I think that that just goes to show that you know there there's lots of variations out there that you can challenge them um, through that pattern Um, my second probably favorite pressing Variation that I use probably the most would be probably landmine variations, um, just single arm landmine pressing, uh, lots of positions, half kneeling, tall kneeling, standing. Um, they, they do a great job at, you know, same kind of thing, just push up, promoting good like pelvic and trunk control while learning to move the scapula appropriately. Um, you know they do a great job at promoting upward rotation and then good eccentric control down, which are which are qualities that baseball players and overhead athletes, you know, volleyball players need to need to be able to to uh, utilize when they play their sport. So landmine pressings were probably my second one. Um, probably my third one uh, would be just single arm um, kind of just pressing variations, dumbbell pressing variations. Um, so usually we will start off with some floor pressing. Uh, the floor is a great option and allows the athlete to feel if their lumbar spines in contact. Graham, so they get good core engagement while they're training, kind of the pressing pressing variation. So those would be my top three. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are going to have the same top three or different top three, but want to get want to get your guys' thoughts on that.
1: So I think um, my top three might be pretty similar. Like usually it's push ups and landmine, but before even getting to that, if you know, as as a physical therapist coming into play, like we have to make sure that they have a good articulation at the scapulothoracic joint. So Um, Some of the pressing motions that we might do in the clinic to prepare them for more of a performance setting are are things that foster um, serratus control and like posterior rib, external rotation and anterior rib, internal rotation. So um, being able to find position so that you can appropriately elicit the muscles Rob's looking for as he gets into performance. Um, So things that we'll do with that is um, we like to do quadruped exercises to help them find and feel like anterior trunk to get obliques to pull, like anterior ribcage into internal rotation while they're sometimes using breath to, to drive this posterior um, ribcage, external rotation and expansion. Um, so you get a good articulation of the ribcage on the scapula and you're not just thinking scapula first for everything. Um, and then we'll usually move on to like a serratus wall slide variation where they can, they can maintain um, the good articulation of ribcage and scapula while they're starting to work into um, pressing, open, uh, pressing motions that are um, probably not as well, they're not provocative pressing motions for the most part. Um, so we, we will focus on that in rehab, working into pushup variations and landmine pressing variations um, before we're getting people onto a bar that connects their hands for overhead movements, um, whether it's Olympic lifting or, or strict pressing. Um, and then I like to, you know, we'll throw in, um, like medicine ball stuff too, because you can still get good pressing, you know, you're not going heavy, but you're starting to work in some power and stability, um, with medicine ball stuff and, um, non-provocative, it gives you more freedom of range of motion. So, um, it's not provoking the symptoms, um, but you're also getting, depending on the the variation, you're getting some stability again through the pressing movement. So, um, Probably, you know, pressing variations that are my favorite would be push-ups, landmine pressing, and then working into maybe some um, medicine ball stuff um, after they've gotten a good sense for good ribcage position, good scapular position, and then, you know, the body awareness to say, hey, this is what my scap should be doing on the ribcage. Um, that's where I'd,
3: I'd go with most of those.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, getting
2: in quadruped and feeling a good reach allow that scapula to, to get some upward rotation on the thorax. Uh, you know, with that, and what, what these guys are also saying is, I'm a big fan of, you know, making sure we have some good anterior core control before we start going overhead. And, you know, a, a very simple drill that you can use for that is a dead bug with a, with a kettlebell or, or dumbbell pullover and just making sure as those, you know, shoulders are going into flexion, keeping the ribs down, we're able to get a good exhale. And that's just teaching the athlete, you know, how to, you know, maintain a, you know, rib cage, you know, over a pelvis and hopefully be able to translate that to, you know, standing. Uh, another drill that, you know, actually I got from Rob is a standing uh, bottoms up wall slide with a kettlebell. So, you know, you can go staggered stance you, know, you have a um, bottoms up kettlebell on a valve slide. You can slide that up the wall, and that's, that's the catch-all, right, Rob? That's, that's a great one, yeah. That's the shoulder flexion, you know, upward rotation, um, eccentric uh, downward control, and also, you know, you have that, um, that element of, of, of unstableness or, or perturbation. Um, you know, also I think it's, it's hard to, for me to just discredit horizontal pressing. Um, so another one, you know, is when you're teaching those horizontal presses is to make sure we're not just, you know, pinning down and back, but down and back. But encouraging some of that protraction, you know, and, and also upper rotation, um, in that horizontal press.
3: Um, yeah, I agree with with all of those. Um, in terms of my favorite ones, uh, most of them mentioned. Uh, I do a ton of for you know talking specifically for baseball guys. I do a ton of bottoms up kettlebell stuff. Uh, I got one favorite where I work from you know sagittal plane to frontal plane in a half kneeling position. Um, which is just a great way to transition um, in terms of learning how to stabilize in those positions to then going up overhead. Um, So, but yeah, other than that, I mean, the medicine ball stuff John mentioned is great. Uh, All the serratus and uh, scapular retraining, 100% necessary. And I think it all fits together really well.
0: Um, And so, yeah. Cool, guys. Um, yeah, so I think just wrapping up today, I think, you know, kind of summarizing all of our thoughts on, you know, pressing movements for overhead athletes would be, you know, obviously, first, just make, just make sure you're assessing your athletes for their needs, um, assessing their athletes for their, you know, mobility restrictions, their range of motion restrictions, their stability restrictions, um, and then provide the best exercises to improve performance while minimizing risk. I think that pretty much just sums up all of our thoughts today. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. See you next time.